we are just a dare to be at the other side of the pond, but we're so excited because Cherish is fast approaching. And, and I'm coming to your side of the pond, so I can't wait to be at Cherish. I always love when I get to be there, and I believe this year is going to be the best yet. So, can't wait. See you soon. See you soon. So make sure you book in, bring all your friends, yes. and join us. We're going to be there as friends, so you bring yours. Bye. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. I light up the sky. Book in online at cherishconference.com for only £70. See you there. in a season of teaching on love in the church. So I guess it would be silly to finish it on this Sunday. We might as well carry on the theme whilst we are on an actual day that's about Valentine's Day. And for all of you single people in here and all of you that have had a bad experience of love, can I just let you know there are far worse things in life than not getting a Valentine's Day card, like marrying a plonker would be worse. <coughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, so let's not be desperate, okay? Let's not be so like, oh, I didn't get a card. Yeah, from the idiot. No, you don't need a card from him. You don't need a card from her, you know? Last night, I have a bad confession to make. It was a parental fail on my part, but we did end up watching a TV show that is that, uh, what's it called? I only know it is no likey, no lighty. Which that part's fine. No, that part's fine. I like, you know, love coming down in the elevator or whatever. And you're like, whatever. So yeah, we watched that. That was fun. You know, we have our old buzzers at home. You know, we'll play. But there was a program after that program that I'd never seen before, which was, you know, the behind the scenes of these guys and girls hanging out that had been put together on this day. And I tell you, I watched it and our kids were there and they watched it. But honestly, this morning, I woke up with a conviction in my spirit. And on the way to church this morning, I said to my kids, I said, hey, I just need to have your attention just for a moment. I said, you know what we watched last night? I said, and I said, there's nothing bad in it other than, you know, watching what society is like. You know, my daughter's about to turn a teenager and we were watching it. And I said, you know, I just need you to know that that is never how a human being treats another human being. I said, I need you to know, Noah, that you never, ever, ever speak to a girl like that. You never speak or treat a girl like that. That is not love. That is not affection. That is not something that me and your dad believe is good for your life. And hope if a boy ever treats you like that, you ring your dad and he'll come and sort him out. <laughs> that is not what we're believing for your destiny. Because I realized, because it's so easy to just accept the culture that we're in. And well, that's how it is and that's what I should live with. And I thank God that we're in an environment and we believe that we can live at a higher level, that we can live at a God level, that our love doesn't have to be dirty and it doesn't have to be casual and it doesn't have to be cheap, but it can be deep and it can be lasting. And this morning, I wanna just speak for a few moments about a love that lasts about the love that lasts. You know, we've all had relationships, I'm sure, anyone that's been around any length of time, maybe when you're in school, we've had relationships where love didn't last. And though, you know, you might have said, well, I'm gonna date, like the Valentine's Day thing. You know, if anybody ever dreaded Valentine's Day at school, I had friends at school who sent themselves Valentine's cards. Yes, they did. So they could say that they got cards on Valentine's Day. And if you were one of those people, I have great respect for you, because you were smart. 
because you avoided all the awkward conversations because when people said, did you get a card? You just said, yes. My friend would say, yes, I got six. She didn't tell anyone she sent herself six. She did all different handwriting on different envelopes and put them in different post boxes at different parts of town. She had a whole thing going on. But I tell you, you know, love's not about a card. It's not about a fling. It's not about something that is short-lived. But I believe that God wants us to discover love that lasts. The Bible tells us we should love always. and We should always have an attitude of love. But we don't love everything in the same measure. There are certain areas of our life where we have to decide, this is where I want to build for my life a love that lasts. This is something that is actually, I'm stepping outside of everything else that's going on. And in these areas in my life, I am deciding, no, I'm gonna love here and I'm gonna love here well, and I'm gonna love here long, and I'm gonna love here faithfully, and I'm gonna love here steadfastly. I'm gonna build here a different kind of love, a love that leads a legacy and a love that teaches people around me that you can in this day and age have areas in your life where you decide in this area, my love will last. There's three areas for me personally where I have decided I want love that lasts. Three areas where I have more focus for me, more concentration for me. And I feel I have a right to speak on this because in these three areas, I have been tried and tested. And in these three areas, I still am loving like the way I committed to many years ago. For me, those three and the three I would recommend would be great for your life too. First of all, I wanna love that lasts with Christ. First and foremost, There are many of us that say we love Him, but then our love for Him can ebb and flow because we're basing our love not on who He is, but on what He does. If you want a love that lasts in your relationship with Christ, you have to feed that love and you have to be aware that that love requires something from you just as much as God will give something back to you. You have to remind yourself in your relationship with Christ that actually we can all love Him, but a love that lasts, that won't see you backslidden one week and then back in church when you've had a crisis. A love that will say you love Him one week, but then when things go bad, you say, I can't feel His love anymore. A love that lasts is a decision that you have to make outside of the first decision you make, which is to know Him and love Him. I have decided in my life that in that area, of my relationship with Christ, it will be a love that lasts until my dying day. It will be a love that I know His love lasts towards me, but I want my love to last towards Him. I want my love to deepen every day. So for me, that has become an area where I have decided here is where I will build a love that lasts with no expiry date. You know, it says in Jeremiah 31, that He loves us with an everlasting love. And my prayer is that I would love Him with an everlasting love. So I want my love to last in my relationship with Christ. The second area for me is I want my love to last in the cause that I have chosen is the purpose of my life. And for me, that cause is the church and the kingdom of God. You know, a lot of people have chosen to love lots of causes. Maybe your cause is cats. Maybe your cause is, I hope not, but God bless you if it is. Cats need love, just not from this direction. 
Cats, I don't get cats. They have claws and they're not faithful. They're not loyal. They'll stab you any second that your back's turned from them. They'll go sleep at the neighbors, sleep down the street. They'll have owners all over the place. They don't care as long as somebody feeds them. They're just like, yeah, whatever. So that's a special love that you found if you can love a cat. But anyway, don't write me a letter. I'm pleased that you and your cat get along. That's awesome. I don't know how I went there, but I'm just obviously need to deepen my love for cats. Don't buy me one, okay. (laughs) But honestly, I think your life begins to find real depth and meaning when you find a cause. When you find something to sink your life into, sink your love into, to sink it deep. When Matthew was talking a moment ago about Friday night and the youth and the people that come and serve and volunteer and give their time. Why do they do that? Because they found a love that lasts. They're deeping their love for a cause that's beyond themselves, a cause that doesn't see Friday night and noise and bustle, but sees kids whose lives have been changed and transformed. And when you begin to get your love attached to a cause, your love Love goes past circumstance. It goes past things that don't last. Many people love stuff that won't last. That's why the Bible says don't love money because money will come and money will go. Don't love your position and your title in life because things will change and positions will change and titles will change. Don't base your love in something that's shifting, but build it into a cause. Choose a cause and love it well. I've been in this same church all my life. Has it always been easy? No. But I decided years ago that I wasn't gonna love the type of music in our church. I wasn't gonna love the type of program we ran in our church. All those things I would get alongside and I would try and understand, but there'd be seasons where I might not like it as much as I like the last thing. But the reason why I've stayed in the same church is because I love the cause of the church of God. And I love the cause of building a community of people. And I love the cause of doing what Christ said to do, which was build His church, because that's what He's returning for. I love the cause of a place filled with hope and life. There is no such thing as a perfect church. And when you build your life for the cause, you're not looking for where it's imperfect anymore. You're just looking to deepen your love for the cause. I don't know if you have a cause, but you need one. So in my life, I want my love to last for Christ. I want my love to last for a cause. And I want my love to last, and I put this word around this just so that no one feels left out. I'm gonna use the word community. And what I mean by that is whoever your tribe is. If you're married, that's your partner. If you've got kids, that's your kids. It's your friends. It's the people that you immediately have decided, these people here, They're not just someone in the crowd for me. Here I'm building a love that lasts, which means I'm gonna love you on your most unlovely days. I'm gonna stick by you when it's really easy in other relationships to walk away, not in this one. I'm deciding to have a love that lasts. Who is your community? Who are those people? And have you decided there to build a love that lasts. Steve and I just celebrated 20 years of marriage. We've been together 23 years. I have on the front row down here, my best friend, Ariana, of 
30 years. I made a commitment 30 years ago to be her friend. And for me, she's one of my community where I'm building a love that lasts. There are times when we've fallen out. There are times when we don't get along. There's been times in our life where we've spent more time together and times when we've spent less time together. But I made a commitment there. This will be a love that lasts. Where have you made that commitment for you? Because so much of the church can be church hopping or moving around or in and out, shake it all about. And the world are looking for us to build a love that looks different than the loves I saw on TV last night. Love that lasts is what we are called to build. So I wanna give you in the 15, 20 minutes that I have this morning, I wanna give you three ways you build a love that lasts, is that okay? Father, help us today. On a day that so many think they're celebrating love, write words in cards about love, but God, it's so empty because they've not discovered a love that lasts. They're void of real love, love that makes you secure, love that makes you whole, love that is not tainted or broken. And God, I thank you this morning that in you we can find a love that is eternal. You love us when we're worse and you love us when we're better. I pray that we would just this morning take a few tips away of how we can better build in our families, in our church and towards you, God, a love that lasts. Three simple things. First of all, if you want a love that lasts in any of those areas, then the first thing you've got to do is have the bedrock called commitment. Commitment. Everybody say commitment. Say it like you're committed. That's not how commitment sounds. Say it like it sounds. Commitment. Commitment is not a wussy word. It's not like a word that's like wishy-washy. Commitment is a strong word. Commitment is I am now separating out the way I deal with everything else. And in this area, I am making a commitment. A commitment says I am serious. A commitment says you can rely on me. A commitment says I am in and I am all in. A commitment says I am not casual anymore about this relationship. A commitment changes the language that you use towards the person that you are committed to. Commitment changes your priorities. Commitment changes how you think, where you go, where you spend your time. Commitment changes the people on your phone list, in your cell phone. Commitment begins to line your life up. We live in a world that is commitment shy. Everybody wants everything casual because if I commit, then everything goes to a higher level. It's gonna cost me more. It's gonna cost me more emotionally, relationally. It's gonna cost me more time and sacrifice. And so if I can get by with a casual business deal, if I can get by with a casual friendship, if I can get by with a casual commitment, then you know what? I give myself room for me to just have me and my time. But commitment says I am making a sacrifice because I want this to last. And nothing lasts well without commitment. The minute you stand at the end of the aisle and you say a vow, you're saying to that person, I right now in this moment, am moving this into a whole nother level of commitment. These words I'm about to say before all of these witnesses are a commitment. And sadly, not everybody keeps their commitment. 
Sadly, there are testimonies of many who thought that commitment was really gonna be for life and it has not become what they thought it would be. But that doesn't mean that we should become commitment shy. We must be all the more committed to demonstrate to our kids and the people around us what real commitment looks like. Christ's commitment of His love for you was on a cross displayed for all to see. Commitment is not cheap. Commitment went and bled and died for you because He wanted you to have a love that would last. Last beyond your sin, last beyond all the things that could put separation between you. He could not say, I love you and that was enough. He said, I have to commit this love onto a cross with nails because I need them to know that this love is a different type of love. Commitment laid its life down for you. And that's why I'm saying that you can't give the same level of commitment to everything. So many of us try and overcommit to everybody. You can't do that. You'll never sustain it because commitment is expensive. Commitment costs you emotionally. And I believe that God needs us to build a love that lasts. And if we're building a love that lasts, we need to commit. It says in Ecclesiastes 5, guard your steps when you go to the house of God. That's the church. Go near to listen. Don't just offer the sacrifice of fools because they don't know what they're doing wrong. Don't be so quick with your mouth and don't be so hasty in your heart to utter everything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. Because a dream comes when there are many cares and many words mark the speech of a fool. But listen to this, when you do finally commit, when you make a vow to God, do not delay in fulfilling it. He has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. It is better not to make the vow than to make one and never fulfill it. In other words, don't just overcommit, think about it. Make a commitment that you're gonna walk through I could go around this room right now and I could get people up here that would cry a tear and tell you of a broken heart because someone made a commitment and then didn't follow it through. But the sad thing is I could do the same in the church about people in their way they have dealt with the church, treated the church, treated their brothers and sisters in the church. And I'm just saying we're called to live at a higher level. Tune in next week for part two of this message. Hey, I'm Natalie Grant. And I'm Charlotte Gamble. And we are so excited that we are bringing Dare to Be, the event that we created for women, to cinemas nationwide on March 16th. Dare to Be is an event that help women not only live their life, but love their life. So invite all the women you know and dare to laugh, dare to dream, dare to hope, dare to be.